The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Live in Beta Chevrolet Parkside Drive, Swain Event Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Let's get to around the SEC this morning, Ben, and um, what's standing out to you? Yeah, just uh, real quick before we get to Jay on the Iris Network's hotline, want to mention all the other bowl games that the SEC will be participating in this bowl season. Missouri will be the first to play in a bowl game on Wednesday, December 22nd. They are playing in the Armed Forces Bowl against Army, baby. Let's go. Army's going to beat down Navy this Saturday in the best college football game of the year. Army will be 9-3. They'll go over to the Armed Forces Bowl, and they'll beat the crap out of the nerd Eli Drinkwitz and finish with a 10-win season. That kicks off at 8 o'clock on ESPN. Army has opened as a 3.5-point favorite. On December 23rd, UCF will play Florida. In the Gasparilla Bowl, Florida has opened as seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, we've got two games on December 28th. Houston, number 20 Houston, is playing Auburn in the Birmingham Booty Bowl, and Auburn has opened as three-point favorites. Man, what about those Auburn players? they got to... They got to stay in the state of Alabama and go to Birmingham for their bowl game. Ooh, should have seen the uh, the Alabama buddies in my group chat making fun of Auburn yesterday for going to the what, Birmingham what, Bowl. What is the Birmingham Bowl? It's called the Birmingham Bowl. That's right. Never mind. Yes, it's uh, the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Now, I will say, I, I assume that they're playing in the new stadium there in – they are protective stadium. They they've built a, a brand new stadium for UAB, and it's really really nice. Uh, Legion Field. They're, they're no longer playing there. I don't know what the the future holds for Legion Field. Maybe Vol in Birmingham can give us a message on the text box to to let us know. Legion Field, obviously a historic venue for football in the South, but uh, they they've built this new protective stadium for for UAB and. It's right next to the Top Golf there in Birmingham, and when I was in Birmingham for SEC Media Days, my wife and I and, and some of our friends went to that Top Golf, which is right next to to the new UAB Stadium, and I it's really really nice, Wayne. I'll tell you that. So at least they get to play in a new stadium. Is my point <laughs> instead of old Legion Field. Uh, Mississippi State is playing Texas Tech in the Liberty Bowl on the same day as the Birmingham Bowl. Mississippi State has opened as eight-point favorites over Texas Tech. On the 30th, which is the same day as Tennessee playing in the Music City Bowl, Tennessee will kick off at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Tennessee is two-and-a-half-point favorites from what I'm looking at. Uh, The other bowl game that day, is North Carolina and South Carolina in the Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, which will that, – that should be a fun game. North Carolina going up against South Carolina. That, that'll be fun. North Carolina has opened up as a seven-point favorite. North Carolina? Yes. Let's go Tar Heels. That's right. Go, go Tar Heels. Let's go Mac Brown. 
the day after the Music City Bowl, a.k.a. Christmas Eve, is the big one. Uh, that is the day of the college football playoffs. Cincinnati and Alabama will play in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas at 3.30 p.m. on ESPN. Alabama has opened as 13.5-point favorites. Georgia and Michigan will then play in the Orange Bowl down in Miami. That one will kick off at 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. Georgia is 7.5-point favorites. Early in the day, Wake Forest and Texas A&M will play in the Gator Bowl at 11 a.m. That's a matchup of two top 25 teams, Wake Forest number 17, A&M number 25. A&M has opened as five-point favorites on... New Year's Day, we've got three games, Penn State and Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. Penn State has opened as three-point favorites. Number 15, Iowa versus number 22, Kentucky in the Citrus Bowl at 1 p.m. on ABC. Iowa, a one-point favorite. Number seven, Baylor versus number eight, Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. Baylor 11-2, Ole Miss 10-2. That one will kick off at 845 Eastern. On ESPN, Ole Miss one-and-a-half-point favorites. And then the final SEC bowl game is on Tuesday, January 4th, LSU versus Kansas State in the Texas Bowl. That game kicks off at 9 Eastern on ESPN. So uh, a lot of bowl action for the SEC, which has 13 of its 14 participants playing in a bowl game. That Iowa-Kentucky game, oof, boy. What a snoozer. I'm excited for it. Top 25 matchup, two similar styles of football going up against each other. Sign me up for it all day long. Yeah, it's still going to be boring. Still watch it, but it'll be boring. Sign me up for all the college football. Pump it into my veins. There are some basketball scores worth mentioning from over the weekend, Swain. How about Alabama having a big day, both on the football field and on the basketball court? Beating number three Gonzaga ninety one to eighty two out in Seattle. Um, Shoot the basketball. I'm, I'm gonna keep it moving. Uh, I'm not gonna ruin my vibe this morning, but by talking Alabama athletics, Vanderbilt blew a lead to SMU. Vanderbilt was up on SMU forty to twenty eight at halftime, and then SMU hung fifty six points on <coughs> Vanderbilt. 56 points hung on the Commodores in the second half. SMU comes back to win 84-72. to Tennessee obviously took care of business by scoring 69 nice points on Colorado. But the result of the afternoon, Swain, the old Memphis fighting Penny Hardaway Tigers slid on down the interstate to Oxford, Mississippi, where they took a big old fat L. To the Ole Miss Black Bears, 67-63. Memphis now 5-3 and three on the season. They look absolutely abysmal. Penny Hardaway can't stop throwing his players under the bus. Can't stop admitting that he's a bad coach. Saying that if he'd been playing the players that care the most all season, Memphis would be undefeated. Penny, it's your job to play the best players. That are going to help you win a basketball game. That care. Yeah. He, he's acting like he doesn't want to be the coach anymore. Hey, man. And it's a bad look when you, you're, you're all-world freshman is trying to fight 
your fans in the stands too. Yes, and when when it shows a huddle coming back from a timeout and Penny's too busy arguing with Alex Lomax and Larry Brown's trying to get Penny's attention, he's tugging on Penny's shirt, tapping him on the back, trying to get his attention to coach up the team during the timeout in the huddle, which is what most coaches do. I know the good Deacon Rick Barnes does it, and then Tennessee comes out and drains a Josiah Jordan-James three to put the game away, essentially. I mean, that, that's what good coaches do. But Penny's out here arguing with a player in the middle of a timeout, and, and they have a very unproductive timeout. Mm-hmm. 18th, right? That's when we play them. Play the, the, the Tigers? Yes, and I'll tell you right now, if Tennessee loses that daggone basketball game, I'm going to be madder than a hornet's nest. There's absolutely no reason for Tennessee to lose this this game to Memphis. I will be livid if Tennessee loses to Memphis. Oh, I'll be hot. No reason. What else, what else you got there? Uh, just one more thing, and that's that Lane Kiffin has agreed to a contract extension in the range of 7.5 annually. Uh, this was announced right as the SEC championship game came to an end. Uh, Chris Lowe Man. reported it, and Ole Miss released it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, looks like Lane will be staying at Ole Miss. Uh, Arkansas lands receiver transfer uh, Jaden Hazelwood from OU, mm-hmm. the former five-star receiver from the state of Georgia. So, big pickup for Sam Pittman. Um a little bit of out, outside the SEC, but uh, Indiana quarterback Michael Penix Jr. is entering transfer portal. Former Tennessee well. commit. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Adrian Martinez entered the transfer portal, the quarterback from uh, Nebraska. Also a former Tennessee commit. So, a lot of stuff going on around the weekend. Let's get back to the phones, and uh, let's get to Jay. Swaino. What's up, Jay? Is this not the craziest college football off-season coaching surge? It's, it's the craziest I've ever seen. It is crazy. My, Miami? What? <laughs> Miami, what, what, Miami is, is so disrespectful. Yeah, what, what's with Miami? All of a sudden they want to start spending Alabama money and start getting serious about football? No, they well, everybody's doing that. What's crazy is they have a coach in Mandiaz they have not fired. And it's publicly, yeah, it's been public <laughs> that they are pursuing Mario Cristobal, that he's going to accept it, that he's going to be the next coach, how much he's going mm-hmm. to make. They've already hired the Clemson AD. So, like, it's crazy because, like, Dabo's is, is – He's lost his defense coordinator. Brent Venables is at OU. He's mm-hmm. lost his AD. He may lose his offensive coordinator to either Duke or Virginia. And, and then Miami is out here hiring coaches, and they still have a coach that they haven't hired. Well, I mean, you hear about – you heard about Miami. I see last, – last I saw of it before all this happened was the Miami AD search was a mess that all these board of trustees and boosters were trying to have their say. It was just a – it was a complete mess. And then they go and pull one of the top ADs in the country, and they go and pull one of the top coaches in the country. At the same time, I mean, that's pretty impressive. At the same and time. It, it makes me wonder what's going to happen to Clemson because 
the thing that Dabo has had, he's had the coaching continuity, and he's been able to go into Georgia. He has to go into other states because South Carolina doesn't produce that much top-end talent. He, he has to go into Georgia, and he's made a living in South Florida. Georgia's pretty, you know, there's, they're saying like Georgia's pretty much cut him off with Kirby, you know, with a lot of these top-end guys. And then if you get Cristobal down there in Miami, and then you got all the coaching moves that he's dealing with. What happens to Clemson? That's a good question, man. I mean, Clemson's shown that they they have not adapted or been willing to adapt with the transfer portal. What's going to happen moving forward? Because you know, Clemson has been a place where you've had continuity with that coaching staff, and for Tony Elliott to turn down Tennessee, you know, a year ago, and then this year leave to go to Duke. What does that tell you? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Or leave to go to Virginia. I mean, you have a chance to be in the SEC. And Dabo got into his ear. He got into Tony Elliott's ear and got Tony Elliott to stay. And now Tony Elliott is in serious talks with Duke and and possibly looked at by, by Virginia and may leave. And so, woof. I don't know, man. I don't know what, what Dabo's going to do and how he's going to adjust, but he is going to, to need to adjust. He's paid like a um like a, a you know, top two, top three coach. And it's not to go out there and, you know, win seven, eight games. Well, and then you got Brian Kelly down there trying to imitate Foghorn Leghorn and uh at his basketball presser and uh, you know, Gets rid of Coach Moffat. I, you know, I don't know. What? I don't know if that was part of the Yeah, that Tommy was. Tommy Moffat uh, is one of the best in the business. Tommy Moffat yeah. has been the one constant at LSU through through thick and thin, through championships, uh-huh. through coaching uh-huh. searches, and you get rid of a top five strength coach. Yeah, I mean, you, and you see LSU fans saying, well, his methods are outdated. Dude, you can't even bend down and touch your toes. How do you know if his methods are outdated? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, they have no idea about that. Yeah. I mean, so. Can you come to Knoxville? Not, I mean, <laughs> they're not. But, yeah, that Brian Kelly's just off to a great star. So. <laughs> uh, That's a question right there. That was a very questionable move, and if I was uh, Cristobal at Miami, I'd be the first guy I called because you know first. Coach Moffat used to be down there at Miami. That would be the first dude I call. Josh Heupel should call. Um, so it, it's crazy, Flame. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens to Clemson because the, you know if Cristobal goes to Miami, Georgia and South Florida are two areas that they have made a living on, and how does that affect Clemson? But I, there's just something. You know, look, they got two college-generational-type quarterbacks back-to-back, and it really helped them. And those guys just don't go on trees, and there's just something that I think the ground is kind of shifting underneath Dabo's feet, and there's just something that I believe maybe they're not going to be the same Clemson they once were, but we'll see. Y'all hang in there. Hey, thank you, Jay. I mean, players have more power now, so we'll see how these coaches adapt. The, the Dabo Sweeney's, I mean, they were 
Well, they were great. The players didn't have a lot of power. Now they have more power. More power than ever. So, how would that affect Dabo? Nick Saban's going to adjust. He's going to adapt. He always does. But what about some of the other coaches? How will they adapt to players having more power? We're going to see. We'll go back to the text box, taking your phone calls. 865-255-03, hour three, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Stay with us. At work, can't call in, don't feel bad. You can talk to the guys on the text box. It's part of the free Swain event app. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup, or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at NobodyTrashesTennessee.com. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. 
Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Good morning, Swain Event family. Several of you, like Ben McKee, have reached out to me for real estate assistance this year, and I want to say thank you. I appreciate your trust in me to ask questions and help you navigate the real estate world. That's right, Jennifer. Buying a home is a scary process, especially for a first-time home buyer. Jennifer recently helped my wife and I buy our first home and made the entire process seamless. Her willingness to go above and beyond is what sets her apart. As always, feel free to give me a call. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. Time for Attaboy here on the program. Swain and Benzie, Monday Night Barbecue. Attaboy is brought to you by Iris Networks. Their website, irisnetworksusa.com. Go to their website and see how they can help your business. They are a Tennessee business that is connecting Tennessee businesses. Fiber internet and voice. 90 days, no payment for business internet. Um, I'm giving an Attaboy today to Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. Um, not because they got the first victory of the season, but because when they got the first victory of the season, um, they are they have dedicated their uh, win to the victims of the deadly Oxford school shooting there in Michigan. Um, the Lions uh, rallied and beat the, the Vikings 29-27. Uh, Dan Campbell was on the podium um, after the game and said that the game ball went to the community of, of Oxford. So um, I'm just giving the, the Detroit Lions, uh, Dan Campbell, Attaboy for um, not only just winning the game, but their um, dedication to, well, them giving the, the game ball to the victims of the school shooting. So that's where my attention is for Attaboy today. That was my attaboy. 
we we had the, the the same attaboy, but ETSU football also gets an attaboy because the the Bucks beat Kennesaw State thirty two to thirty one on Saturday afternoon to advance to the third round of the FCS playoffs. They will play North Dakota State at twelve this Saturday on ESPN. On ESPN, Randy Sanders will be playing in the third round of the FCS playoffs. And that Kennesaw State game was absolutely wild. It, it kicked off at 4 o'clock right as the, the Tennessee basketball game was was ending. And I threw it on my, my second television to watch while I was watching the SEC championship game. And uh, ETSU had gotten out to a 17-7 lead. Uh, their running back had one of the best runs you'll see in football this year where, where he – had like a 30, 40-yard touchdown run and ran through four or five tackles. It was an amazing run. Uh, but then Kennesaw State stormed back and, and took a two-touchdown lead, and I actually cut the game off. I thought I thought it was over. ETSU was down by two scores, seven minutes to go. I was like, oh, well, they ain't winning this one. So I turned it off, and the next thing I know, I'm scrolling Twitter, and ETSU football's Twitter account is, is talking about how they converted a two-point attempt to take the lead and win the game. Pretty pretty incredible stuff by ETSU to storm back and, and like I just said, to to not only score to somewhat tie the game, obviously they needed an extra point to actually tie the game, but instead of going for the tie, they went for two and <laughs> won the game on a two-point conversion. Maybe Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews and John Harbaugh can take notes of, of how to successfully run a two-point conversion to, to win a football game. Uh, but big, big attaboy to Randy Sanders at ETSU. It was a really cool emotional moment in Randy Sanders' um, press conference after the game when he said that 10 days ago – or 10 years ago, to the day Randy Sanders' dad passed away. And when ETSU went down by two scores, he, he told his dad that he was going to need some help. And sure enough, ETSU was able to recover an onside kick, I believe, and, and get the ball back and go, go down, score a touchdown, and, and successfully convert a two-point conversion for the win. So that, that was cool to see everybody up in, in East, East, East Tennessee really, really happy. Big Randy Sanders fan. Happy for him. Uh, happy for that for that community. Uh, Billy Napier had his intro press conference in Florida. He talked about recruiting. Uh, I want to I want to play what he said because I want to see if if Josh Heupel would have said the same thing. Would anybody have a problem with it? That's what I, I, that's what I want to see. If, if Josh Heupel would have said the same exact thing, would we have a problem with his his comments? That's that's what I want to know. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three is our telephone number. And uh, all right, Ben, let's play that. Um, we've got to sign around twenty five players a year, right? Um, and I think that there's enough out there. Um, I think the important part here is that we uh, don't get consumed with the stars, you know, four-star, five-star. Uh, I think it's going to be more about evaluation, right? We're going to go through a very thorough evaluation process. Um, 
And I think the last thing we need to do here is, um, you know, make some mistakes. So, you know, we'll probably, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't sign many at all, to be honest with you. Um, but there may be a few out there that are willing to jump in here in the last minute. But let me say this about that. I think that, um, you know, for me, I think it's important in recruiting that both sides um, understand each other, right? And um, I, I don't have a problem with with what Billy Napier said. So I I don't I I don't there would have been an overreaction for sure. Just like there's already an overreaction to what Billy Napier said, there will continue to be an overreaction. So there would definitely be an overreaction to what Josh Heupel saying this had he he said this. But uh, a I would like to know the exact question that was asked I, I i don't know for sure what he was asked but it seems like he was asked about this particular recruiting class that he has just a week and a half to, to kind of put together uh in terms of the early signing period and then january february he'll be able to to do some work there uh, as yeah. well but Florida's not going to sign a bunch of four- and five-star guys. It's, it's too late in the process for Florida to go out and sign a bunch of, of four- and, and five-star guys this recruiting cycle. And Florida's going to take guys that fans who are stargazers aren't going to be very happy about. So assuming that the question was only asked about this recruiting class, I don't have a problem with what Bill Napier said. I, I think everything he said was true. Yeah, I I, I do too. I do too. I mean, sometimes you can keep it too real, but that's the reality of, of the situation. I mean, you just hired a coach, and sign day is around the corner. What, what what are you expected to do? So there's no reason to lie about it. You're not going to sign high quality four and five star players at this at this moment. So Florida fans shouldn't be really upset about that um, I don't think it's a, a huge deal I just thought he was kind of being honest and that was kind of the same scenario that played out for for, for Tennessee and you know and Josh Heupel so and the only place out that way for a first year head coach especially that's being hired a week or so before early signing period so I know it's Florida I know it's easy to you know, ridicule and hate everything they do and poke holes in everything they do, but I don't have a problem with what Bill Napier said. Um, let's let's go back to the text text box. Uh, Val Murphy says he sounds like Bush Jones in those comments. I I don't know about that. Um, Bush, and, Bush, Bush said that it's not about the stars and it's about having five star hearts. That was way different than what Bill Napier said. Uh, he didn't make any excuses. Didn't talk about, you know, the personality and all that. I just thought Billy was like, "Hey, man, we basically just got here, so won't won't be having any four or five star players right now." Um, Colorado Vol says, "My for what goes to Vic Fangio and and Teddy Bridgewater for beating the Broncos last night." <laughs> uh, Teddy didn't have his best day. He did not have his best day at all. But 
Kansas City's they 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 found their um their stuff on defense. Offensively, they're still a little um, off rhythm. Patrick still throwing the ball in harm's way and things like that. But defensively, has been the the biggest change for Kansas City, and they're they're better uh, right now. So, oh Denver, poor Denver. Here, Big Orange one two three says, "What's up with Hatfield's minutes? Texas Tech, Texas Tech get physical, and we're going to need him." Well, Hatfield only played eight minutes in that uh, game against Colorado. Um, didn't like, didn't look like he had foul trouble or anything like that. Um, some games, it's just not a good fit. Well, they went to that small ball lineup as well with Josiah at the four. BHH is already the the third forward post player behind Folky and Olivier, so he, he's already going to be limited in that regard. And then you throw Josiah back into the mix, and, and when Rick decides to go Folky or Olivier at the five and Josiah at the four and then roll with Santi, Kennedy, and Powell or Zakai, like he, he, BHH is going to be the, the odd man out. Yeah, I mean, like I said, sometimes you're going to be in those situations where you have a matchup advantage, like you just mentioned, going four out, one in. Sometimes you'll go up against a team where it's best to have two post players in because you have an advantage on the box, and that's going to take minutes away from a perimeter player. I mean, Uros only played five minutes. Uh, Hatfield played eight. Cam Wilden played. He only played thirteen minutes. He only played thirteen minutes, so he didn't play a lot either. Now Folky played a lot because he was he was running the five, and like you just mentioned, Ben, the four out, one in was something that was really good for Tennessee. He worked for Tennessee, so games change from, uh, or excuse me, strategies change from game to game, and lineups do as well. Let's go back to the phones. Turkey Man. Good morning, Turkey Man. Then we got Triple O. Good morning. How are we doing, guys? Wonderful, wonderful. Hope you are, too. I'm doing good. Well, I'm I'm glad I got in front of Triple O. Uh, I was going to congratulate him for that big win, and uh, and I was happy for him. His lines come through, didn't they? They, they, they finally won a game. Yeah. yeah I was, I'm looking there. Uh, I'm watching on YouTube. You got a Tennessee uh, checkerboard uh, banner hanging over your head there in the in the showroom there. And I bet I bet Tripo's got one hanging over. Got the win. I'm, I'm sure you got the Detroit Lions one. Yeah, yeah. In his house. Yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah. was a good win, man. It was right on time with everything. He deserves happened. it. In Michigan, man, it was right on time. So, you know, happy happy for for that. Um, that that organization for providing a little bit of a distraction. Um, what yes. happened there with the school shootings last week? Oh yeah. But anyhow, uh, I was gonna I was gonna give a, give a shout out to Triple O and, and on that regards. The other thing is is what uh, Georgia who who did they play out of the West? Uh, do you, do you, uh, if you would not have Arkansas. Yes. 
And who else? Who's there? Auburn. Who? Auburn. So they didn't have to play Ole Miss. They didn't have to play. They didn't have to play uh, uh, the others. When we seen, Apple put showed the game plan on on, on how to take them out because Apple had their defensive uh, tackles uh, seeking seek oxygen tent there, and I kind of seen a little bit of that take place uh, speeding up offense from from Alabama. So I don't know. Uh, I think they we kind of kind of. Showed that they could be beat if you just had the talent enough to do it. But anyhow, I'll let you go. Let you. I'm I'm zero there, pro. Talk to you later. Let's see you, Turkey Man. Let's get to uh, Triple O. Triple O. Good morning, sir. Hey, I love you. Hey, good morning. I love you, Turkey Man. I love you, bro. So uh, I want to give a shout out to to all of y'all. You know who's. Rode with me through all the winlessness of this year. It's nice to finally have a win. Like you said, that was going to be the main thing I was going to say. I'm glad the whole state of Michigan showed out this weekend just to give them a, a break from the uh, what happened um, because they dedicated the game to them, and I'm glad that they gave them a win. I mean, that's I mean, it's awesome. You know, when I saw the um, the post game video, it had tears in my eyes. It's like I, you know, I can't imagine my life without either one of my, my children, you know. I have a 15 and a 14-year-old. So <clears throat> it just hits different when you have team, you know, when you have your own kids and you realize that you might not have one. And, um, you know, may God bless, you know, the families in that community up there in Michigan. But um, overall, it's a, it was a good weekend. It's nice to know that the Lady Vols put Virginia Tech in their place to show you know, which side of Bristol is the best side of Bristol. So that happened, too. So, you know, Colorado is now known as Rocky Top High, not Rocky Mountain High. It's Rocky Top High. Get it straight, Colorado. The Appalachians is over the Rockies all day, every day. That's how we roll. I have a question. Yes, yes, sir, Mr. Ben. How does it feel, Triple O, to know – that the Detroit Lions are on a winning streak and the Chicago Bears are on a losing streak. I mean, I can't say nothing because his team swept my team, so I can't really talk. Oh, I ain't got no room to talk. But put it like this, you know what? You know what? But you know what? It's nice. It's it's nice though to be win be you know not winless in December. It's nice to be undefeated starting December, and plus. I hope they continue because this upcoming Sunday is is Petty King's birthday. So I'm going to need a birthday win as well. I mean, I got one, but now I need a birthday win. What day is your birthday? I need it just the Sunday the 12th. Uh, my wife's is the 11th. And my brother's the 13th. So, hey, we celebrate our weekend. Your <laughs> wife, me, and then and, and then, then my brother's on the 13th. It's going to be one of them happy, happy weekend. That's awesome. I'm going to have to go on your Facebook and be like, Happy birthday, Mrs. McKee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the best, Triple O. You know I do. You know I do. Matter of fact, I wish your mom happy birthday, you know. Because you're happy the best. Happy belated That's birthday why. to your mama McKee, too. That's right. You're the best, Triple O. That's why. See? I, I, see, I keep up with my number one fan. <laughs> 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 now, you know I love you and your family, Ben, just like I love Swain and his family. You know, 
I consider y'all family. Y'all not just friends, y'all family. Swain's got a big birthday today, too. Who? What you mean, who? Or this weekend? Yeah, my youngest birthday was yesterday. Oh, well, I saw a post today. So. Oh. Oh, yeah. My youngest one turned six yesterday, so. Uh, well, well, happy belated birthday to, to the youngest member of the Swain clan. Thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you. The wildest one, too. But no, nah, but you know, but I'm just gonna say, but man, I I appreciate y'all. You know, thank you for lifting the band and let me allow me to speak on the show. But uh, before I'm gonna go out here, I'm gonna tell y'all seriously, I love y'all and I appreciate y'all, and I just hope everybody have a great Monday. I like this triple O, man. I like this triple O. I'm disappointed. I tossed him a softball and he swung and missed. He can't Who's- say anything. Who swings and misses an adult softball? How I mean, can he, how can he say anything? His team lost to my team twice. Who can we can ignore the the more important facts on, on this day? No, that's not the way it works. You can't throw shade. Why? Got swept, and you have only won one game. You can't throw shade. Y'all have already played twice this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I only remember the Thanksgiving one that I slept mm-hmm. through. Yeah, we all we all try to forget that game. Let's go to C-Mac. C-Mac was at the game, Tennessee, Colorado. Hanging with Urosh. It's right, man. Take Good a morning. And everybody, man. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Uh, before I get into it, I-, I just want to take the chance to say, we love you, Triple O. We love you dearly, my big brother. Congratulations. Hell of a victory. Let's get another one. Um. It is kind of weird that the Bears and the Lions, like, you know, play so early. You know, they, they should look at, you know, probably spitting that up a little bit. A little bit better or not playing on Thanksgiving. Well, there's only five games left or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, incre- I want to also say thank you guys to, you know, your peer pressuring tendencies. That helped me uh, get over my social anxieties about going to Boulder. And witnessing uh, an immaculate Saturday service with the deacon um, up there uh, at CU, getting a chance to watch Tennessee men's basketball team play the bus. That was really exciting. Um, a couple of takeaways for my, you know, for my viewing. Man, that Chandler kid is nice. He is really, really, really good. Um, he was completely oblivious of taking 20 shots in that game. And he made it look extremely effortless because I, I think it is to him. You know, it's almost like second nature. As Swain pointed out, there's a couple of things about his game that he needs to clean up. Definitely as we approach conference play and once they start getting into, you know, that run towards March. But awesome. this team has a really great chance, a really good chance. Turnovers. To, turnovers and making better assists. Um, the team has a really good chance to, you know, make some noise in March. You know, if that Powell kid could, you know, hit some threes, um, you know, I think this team could be a really, really, really hard out. Um, it's going to be a really good game on the 18th. Uh, when you look at the talent, the young talent is going to be on the court um, in Nashville. And I'm really excited to see how Chandler is going to um, – play in that game real real quick funny it's gonna it's gonna be some really good competition so i want to i want to give my little my little channel my little 
in the Kennedy Chandler story from the from the game, having a chance to you know meet some people. Uros, um, Uros, uh, Deacon, um, C. Walker. All right, um, but having a chance to to speak for a hot second with Kennedy Kennedy Chandler, I go, hey man, you know Memphis kid, you know from another, uh, to, you know from a dude from Memphis. He goes, oh, oh yeah, what high school you go to? And this is a, a divisive, you know, kind of thing. The second I told him, you know, I spent a little time at Overton, he meandered to other fans. Uh, so, <laughs> um, no, man, it was it was a really, really great experience, incredible, incredible game. Um, yeah, man, it was a hell of a weekend. I'm glad you went, man. I'm glad you got a chance to experience that. I heard there was a nice little Tennessee presence there at the stadium. The yes. Yes, it was. It was incredible to see how well uh, Tennessee travels. It, don't, it seems like it doesn't matter, you know, where, where we're going to be at. We're always going to show up and show out. And that's that's something that's incredible about our fan base. So I hope all y'all really, you know, show up and show out, you know, in Nashville, not just on the 18th, but also, you know, for that bowl game. So, Man, y'all have a incredible Monday morning, uh, and I'll holler at y'all a little bit later this week. Sounds good, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, let's get to uh, Dave Toner. Good morning. Good morning, Dave Toner. Who was the caller before the last caller? I, didn't, I don't recognize him. Triple O. Better put some respect huh. on his name. He's, he's oh, a good yeah. dude, man. Well, I'll tell you what. I uh, How many games is left? Five? Something like that. I hope they go on a uh, five more weeks of winning. Dude sounds totally different. Sounds happy. Sounds excited. He wouldn't. Even, he wouldn't even take Mister Instigator Ben's bait. How about that Steelers game yesterday, Dave Tona? What's up? How about that Steelers win yesterday? Yeah, change, change, Here we go, Steelers. Here we See go. See what I did there, Swain. Steelers game was good, yeah. man. Steelers look better than their record. Last, last night. Amazing what happens when everybody's back from injury and, and nobody has COVID. Amazing what, what a team looks like. Yeah, they look, I, I they guess look, so. they look good. Are you they in the bathroom? Good. No. Uh, oh. Why are you always worried about guys in the bathroom, Jake? Because, because you, you sound like awful right now. You sound like you're in the bathroom or something, man. Sound well, like actually, yes. I'm restocking a paper towel in a, in a dispenser. Talk to okay. us first and then do that. Well, we appreciate I'm, you, Dave Tony, man. We'll, hey, we'll talk to you tomorrow, man. <laughs> like, hey, got to focus. You got to focus. Five and three and one, the Steelers. Hey, man, they look good, man. They look good. They hmm? look good I thought they were six and five and one. No, I got – no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at something different. I don't know why I'm looking at that. My bad. My bad. I'm look, I'm the – they, they've got the Vikings on Thursday, who just lost to the Lions. That should be a win. Should. The problem is the Steelers are capable of beating anybody, but also losing to anybody. Um, six and five. What? I said six and five. You're right. And you, so you they've said, got. You said amazing what happens when they have COVID and everybody's hurt. They was hurt and had COVID during those five L's? All of them? No, I didn't say that. But when they tied the Lions and had to play Mason Rudolph. Uh, yes, know. and and when 
the entire defense was out and couldn't stop a nosebleed against the Chargers. Yes. And, like, to me, that is going to be the, the two-game swing that prevents them from, from making the playoffs. I agree with you. But I'm hoping that, you. you know, you got the Vikings this week. You've got a um, – the Titans that are banged up the, the following Sunday. So, hopefully, we can get a little momentum going and find a way to – Grab that extra playoff spot this year. Keep the momentum going for big orange country, men's basketball, lady ball, basketball, uh, football, recruiting. Let's keep it going. Tennessee in a bowl game. And I love seeing the trash talk already from Tennessee fans and Purdue fans. This is what I love about bowl season. For Ben McKee and Jason Swain, live here at Beatty Chevrolet. Over 150 vehicles in stock. Lifetime warranty on most new and pre-owned vehicles. Never pay over MSRP for those new vehicles here at Beatty Chevrolet, they will trade for anything and buy your vehicle straight up. BeattyChevrolet.com. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Swain has been fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and love. We are out. Same time tomorrow. <laughs>